You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What up, world? Welcome on and all to another episode of The Ocho, presented to you in partnership, as always, with SB Nation's blog and theboys.com. My name is RJ Ochoa. You know me, of course, from BTB and from right here as your humble host on The Ocho. It is Thursday, November 26, 2020. We hope all is well wherever you are. We hope you're happy, safe, healthy, and we want to wish you and yours a very happy Thanksgiving holiday. Hopefully, you were fed. Hopefully, it was delicious. And hopefully, uh, what happened with the Dallas Cowboys didn't derail your happiness and your joy too much. It is our official Dallas Cowboys postgame show here at Blogging the Boys. The Dallas Cowboys losing in embarrassing fashion to the Washington football team, 41-16, to the final score. Um, you know, obviously the Cowboys bounced back last week and beat the Minnesota Vikings, and I think a lot of us, uh, myself included, kind of thought maybe this is who the team would be moving forward. Maybe the squad would find a way to play with some passion, to play with some energy, to play with some oomph down the stretch and maybe win the NFC East. And to be fair, the Cowboys could still win the NFC East, but obviously that's made a lot more difficult by what happened on Thanksgiving after. Afternoon. It was a very heavy day for the Dallas Cowboys, as we discussed in our live stream, our Cowboys Midweek Report on Wednesday night here on our YouTube channel. If you are watching live with us, make sure to subscribe to the Blog and the Boys YouTube channel. Dallas Cowboys strength and conditioning coordinator Marcus Paul passed away on Wednesday at the age of 54. The Cowboys held a moment of silence before the game at AT&T Stadium. They had decals on the back of their helmets with his initials. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys coaches and staff members wore his initials on their caps. Uh, it was a very heavy week for the Dallas Cowboys. The, a week that was already very short uh, in terms of process, in terms of preparation, because the Cowboys went from a Sunday game to a Thursday game, something they're well accustomed to, again, playing on Thanksgiving every year. Uh, the Cowboys, by the way, will play on Thursday next week as they visit the Baltimore Ravens, and we have some things to get into with regards to that contest. But let's talk about this game. We don't have a whole lot of highlights, uh, but we have curated the ones that matter the most here for our postgame show. Let's talk about Randy Gregory's sack early on. Uh, ended up with two sacks, his first multi-sack game of his career a very impressive outing for him Amari Cooper with the 54 yard touchdown from Andy Dalton I think a lot of us at this point thought maybe this was the turning point it was an incredible moment uh, we even saw some emotion from Andy Dalton at the end um, like I said you know there weren't a whole lot of highlights uh, from the Cowboys in this particular game this kind of uh, is the end of it we do have one particular low light to discuss maybe this is what kicks off our our venting sort of session a fake punt that the Cowboys tried down by four points inside their own territory Cedric Wilson I have no idea what he's doing here um, um, I have no idea what the best result here is. I actually want to play this one more time. Let's play this back one more time, this fake punt. Watch this again. Again, the Cowboys are down by four points. There's over 12 minutes left. Let's get this going one more time here. Uh, give me a second. Here we go. The fake punt is uh, – we'll get that going in one more second. Here we go. Fake punt. Second time around. I don't know what Cedric Wilson's doing here because – 
again, you're down by four points. There's over 12 minutes left in the game. You can very well still win this contest if you're the Cowboys, so I don't know why you're trying to get cute here. And ultimately, I think this is, is what plagued the Cowboys in a lot of ways against Washington, is trying to be way too cute. You know, Mike McCarthy obviously hasn't been around for an enormous amount of time as the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. This was his 11th game, and as we've discussed many times, he has faced an inordinate number of circumstances. Obviously, uh, our entire world is dealing with inordinate circumstances. Obviously, Dak Prescott's been hurt. There were so many players that, that have already been hurt to this point for the Dallas Cowboys. This game started on the Cowboys' first offensive possession. They lost Cam Irving and Zach Martin, who was playing again at right tackle. Uh, it seems like Zach Martin may have re-aggravated his calf issue. We don't know what the status of him is going to be moving forward, but it certainly does not feel great at this particular moment. But the point is, the Cowboys lost their starting tackles just in this game, not in general. That's their second or third, however you want to look at this, maybe even fourth set of tackles that they've operated with so far this season and they lose them on the first drive of the game. They have to go back to the Terrence Steele well, something that we thought the Cowboys were fortunately moved past. Again, not a dig at Terrence Steele, but you know he has not played well. And it just it has not gone well for them. And so in that respect, there's a lot of people I think out there, and I'm curious for your thoughts if, if you think Andy Dalton is a problem for the Cowboys. If you are with us live on our YouTube channel, let us know. I don't feel that way. I'm not trying to you know give you the impression that Andy Dalton is an amazing quarterback, but I do think that Andy Dalton played well enough to win on Thursday afternoon. I think that Andy Dalton was limited, certainly by the injuries that happened to the Cowboys offensive line. And I don't think that Andy Dalton was done any favors by the Cowboys coaching staff. Kellen Moore has certainly had big moments. And a lot of times, some of these things, um, I, I think that people look at criticism and they say, well, you're going to criticize when it doesn't work and you're going to praise it when it does. And, and that's the nature of life in a lot of ways. But Kellen Moore got way too cute in this contest. Jalen Smith, goodness gracious, had an interception return that he almost housed, but brought all all the way just about to the goal line and the Cowboys in three plays lost six yards. Um, and, and part of that sequence was the Cowboys tried to run the ball on first down. Please don't ever do that again. On second down, they tried to get really cute and really crafty and really creative, which I do applaud in theory on a reverse type play to CeeDee Lamb. I don't know if CeeDee was going to throw it, uh, but ultimately CeeDee Lamb lost yards. The Cowboys gave Andy Dalton, their quarterback, one try with you know an opportunity with the game still well in the balance to try to strike and he did throw a strike to CD Lamb and CD Lamb has to catch that ball and that's on CD Lamb but I think why would you only give Andy Dalton one shot there it's unfortunate it's not fair it's not great coaching and, and that was kind of the story for a lot of this game Mike McCarthy and his staff making some really questionable decisions the fake punt among them um, I know that Washington ended up scoring 41 points but you know, some of this was in garbage time. I, I do think this game was out of hand near the end, um, but I, I think the score makes it look just a teeny bit worse than it was, although in some ways the score isn't even as honest as it should be because this was a really, really, really embarrassing performance for the Cowboys. And again, a long, you know, season this has been for the team. Obviously a short week, obviously an incredibly stressful week and an incredibly emotional week. There are a lot of factors that should be included there, but there's, again, you know, th this looked like a team that had no idea what they were doing and, and a team void of leadership and a team void of plan and a team void of purpose and that's the troubling part that's the troubling thing to see we've talked about we talked about last week on the postgame show about how there have been legitimate signs of improvement and legitimate signs to believe in Mike McCarthy and his staff and his vision for the future and we have certainly um, you know we saw that in Philadelphia even though it was Ben DiNucci we saw that against the Pittsburgh Steelers even though the Cowboys lost that game shout out to Garrett Gilbert of course we saw it against the Minnesota Vikings when the Cowboys 
managed to win. And it felt like they were making progress, right? It felt like, okay, the Philly game was everything went bad. We had a chance to catch our breath. Let's figure this crap out. And it felt like they figured it out to a small degree. And the Pittsburgh game felt like, okay, we have figured this out to an even larger degree. We're just up against the last undefeated team in the NFL, and you're not always going to win those games. And the Minnesota game felt like, okay, we're back from the bye. We've gotten some players back. We've stabilized a lot of ideas and a lot of practices, and we finally had an opportunity to take advantage to get a win, and that's why things happen. Uh, James Wilson on YouTube says, fly, Eagles, fly. Congratulations to Philadelphia Eagles are now no longer in first place in the NFC East. Uh, we'll see what happens on Monday Night Football if James is still feeling um, as, as, <laughs> as excited as he is. By the way, uh, I will be recording for the SB Nation NFL show. Uh, we have a podcast network at SB Nation. Uh, the SB Nation NFL show is a podcast for you. You can subscribe. Uh, I'm all you know messed up about this Cowboys game, and uh, we talk about a variety of things. I'll be recording with Brandon Lee Gowton from Bleeding Green Nation. We'll be talking about the state of the NFC East uh, because it is uh, it is basura, to be uh, quite honest with you. Rashid Harrell says, one of the worst teams in the NFL, coaches and team stinks. This this looked like one of the worst coaching staffs in the NFL. There's no question that the Cowboys are one of the worst teams in the NFL because they were 3-7 and seven when this game started. But this coaching staff did not look like the group we saw against Philly, against Pittsburgh, against Minnesota. This looked like a group that had regressed. And it should be said, again, that they were dealing with an incredibly stressful, incredibly emotional, and an incredibly short week. There's a lot going on in the NFL and in the world right now. And so that's really difficult to kind of compartmentalize for any person in any walk of life. And uh, perhaps that had a factor into the Cowboys just really not playing well and not looking organized, not looking functional. But the reality is that that was simply the case. Uh, let's see here. Rashid says, sorry, teams in the NFL, Jets, Dallas, Dolphins, Vikings. Um, I guess it says the Vikings for losing to the Cowboys, Jaguars, Eagles, Falcons, Lions. Um, of this group, uh, the Jets are certainly the sorriest team. The Dolphins. The Dolphins, I don't think, are that sorry of a team. The Dolphins have legitimate potential. The Dolphins might be a playoff team when it's all said and done, especially with the added wild card. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I, that's the thing. Like, how did the Vikings – because I'm not as down on the Vikings as a lot of other people are. How did the Vikings lose to this Cowboys team, like, four days ago? You know what I mean? Like, it, it, it seriously calls into question how bad of a team they are that they lost to this team that we saw on Thanksgiving Day. Uh, but, yeah, I don't have a problem. Jaguar. Eagles, Falcons, Lions. Yeah, they're all trash. The Lions were trash on Thanksgiving themselves. Both road teams getting the wins on uh, on Thanksgiving Day, so uh, no home field advantage in that capacity. Haroof, I hope I'm pronouncing this correctly, says this performance was flat out embarrassing. That fake punt was the capper to what's been a disastrous season. And again, I do think, you know, you go back to that Pittsburgh game and that fake punt, or not even fake punt, but the, the fake on the punt uh, that happened against the Pittsburgh Steelers was awesome. And a lot of the reason it was awesome was because it worked. And that's, again, in the fairness or the unfairness of life or football, whatever you want to call it. Um, but that was really cool. That was really awesome. But this this fake punt, again, in that circumstance, and if you're watching on YouTube, let's play it again for you right here. Uh, if you're listening on our podcast, you obviously know the play. I don't know what Cedric Wilson's doing here. Is he supposed to throw it a Hunter Kneeswander? I mean, what's, what's the idea? What's the play here? Because the Cowboys at this point in the game are only down by four points, and there are over 12 minutes left in the game. This will sound like a joke. This will sound hyperbolic. This will sound dramatic. This will sound like I'm trying to be funny. I'm telling you the God's honest truth. This is my absolute real thought. The only logical explanation for the Dallas Cowboys and that awful fake punt is that they gathered together on the sidelines and they said, crap, um, we won in Minnesota last week and we messed up our draft pick and we got to do whatever it takes to get back into the top three. That's the only thing because... 
there, there is no logical, you know, realm that that makes sense. There's just not. And, and again, I'm a supporter and a fan of tricks and wizardry and being crafty. And we have seen that to a certain degree so far this season from the Cowboys. But I, I hate to be, you know, there's a time and a place guy, but there is a time and a place. And that was not the time or the place. Just like the, the you know, the situation down near the goal line after the Jalen Smith interception was not the time or place for Kellen Moore to get super ridiculous in terms of, you know, reverses and handing off to CD and having CD Lamb throw the ball. You know who should be throwing the ball when you're trying to score a touchdown? The best person who throws the football on your team, your starting quarterback in Andy Dalton. And so I think that that just happened a lot this game. And it, it was really, um, it was really unsettling. Xavier Sheffield says the coaching staff is so bad. Uh, Nate Juan says it's a hundred percent leadership. I don't disagree with any of these things. Uh, Sergio Reyes says, who are you rooting for with our current position in the draft? At this point, I don't know. Like at this point, I don't know that I think if you marry yourself to a prospect right now, certainly with five games left in the season and the NFC is technically still very much alive. Um, I, I think that, you know, you get tunnel vision. So at this point, I'm, I'm trying to cast as wide of a net as I can, as you can maybe hear my dog in the background. He agrees. You want as wide of a net as possible. You want as high of a pick as possible. So you have time because there's clearly going to be a lot of time to figure out who you want, what you want and, and what the best course of action is. What I really want more than anything is for the Cowboys to have an ability to draft one of the top quarterbacks coming out, not because I think the Cowboys should draft one. Please, please, if you have not gotten the message by now, pay Dak Prescott. But I want a bounty of draft picks. That's what I want if I'm running the Dallas Cowboys. And so, um, you know, that's that's what I want. That's priority number one for me as far as I'm concerned. So I hope the stars align in uh, in that particular uh, capacity. Let's see. Haru says, I don't get that call whatsoever at that point of the game. Again, the fake punt. You, you're only down by four. I, I can understand maybe – if you know you're down by 10 if you're down by two scores I can kind of I, I can at least try to understand like it's not an insult to my brain to begin to compartmentalize what you tried to do there uh, but down by four doesn't make any sense and you know what was even worse than this I mean what was even more unacceptable because now we're talking about a level of play and a level of coaching and a level of execution that is so unacceptable that it's embarrassing because that's what this game was this was an embarrassing loss on national television this game by the way if you were somehow unaware the Dallas Cowboys thanks Thanksgiving Day game is generally the highest rated NFL game of the year and you went out and you looked like a bunch of just guys and people and staff members that really don't care a lot um, and, and gave that impression to the whole world so congratulations to you congratulations to the biggest sports team in the world I suppose but you did this and um, okay so getting back to the point here I got, got so lost in how upsetting this was you go for this fake punt so you have clearly established at this point in the game with over 12 minutes to go that you don't believe in actually punting right it is at this point I have to convert I have to go get points for whatever my reason is whatever my logic whatever my justification I have declared if I am going to have this type of fake punt on fourth down that I'm not punting anymore what happens the very next time that Alice always get the ball they punt after they don't get a first down so how can you tell me the very next sequence the very next offensive possession the very next offensive series when you don't get a first down how can you say you know what guys 
we better punt this ball away. Yeah, it's just it's too tough. You know what I mean? We, we can't. And, and after Washington had scored. So at this point, you're no longer just down four points. You're down 11 points. So in fact, your sense of urgency should be heightened. You know what that says? It doesn't say you're playing for another down. It says you've quit. It says you've given up. It says you have folded. And it says you are ready for this game to be over so you can get out of here and stop having to deal with it. Because that whole sequence was really just a catastrophe for the Dallas Cowboys coaching staff. Uh, uh, Rashid Harrell says even the fourth and one. Yeah, that's a great point. Early in the game, the fourth and one. Look, I'm a fan, again, of being creative and being crafty and using different ideas and using different philosophies. And the Cowboys went for it on fourth down early in the game on their own side of the field. It was fourth and one, fourth and very short. You know what you should do on fourth and one? You should run the ball. You should QB sneak it. You should maybe, I don't know, use the guy that your owner, general manager, and president Jerry Jones referred to as the best player on the team just six days ago on the radio. That's right. Jerry Jones said last Friday on 105.3 The Fan that he believes Ezekiel Elliott is the best player on the Dallas Cowboys. I don't want to turn this into a bagging on Zeke session, but that is so far from the truth. The best player on the Dallas Cowboys left the game early on with a calf injury in Zach Martin. But so it's fourth and one. Hand the ball off to Zeke. Have Andy Dalton just push forward. He's a tall guy. He's just got to stretch out and he gets that first down. What do you do instead? You try this, you know, cute little route to CeeDee Lamb, and you can certainly argue that there was pass interference there, and there was an unnecessary roughness penalty on Dalton Schultz on the other side. You would have had offsetting penalty so maybe you give it a try again maybe you wise up maybe you punt I don't know but the point of the matter is do not do that do not overthink yourself vacations can be tricky you already know how to book flights and hotels but now the only thing you're missing is you know the actual travel experience because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home you need a tool to get the most out of your time away that's where Viator steps in You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. I don't want to bag on Kellen Moore either, but they spent a lot of time criticizing Mike McCarthy. This was by far... Kellen Moore's worst performance this season as the Dallas Cowboys offensive coordinator. Kellen Moore got way too cute. And again, there are a lot of factors. This was a very heavy week. We've discussed all of that. And there is a legitimate line of logic to the idea that that weared on the Dallas Cowboys as a whole, their coaching staff, their players, everybody associated with the organization. That is very fair and a very, very valid point. But looking at the football of all of this, Kellen Moore, I I don't know what you're thinking on this fourth and one. I don't know what you're thinking on the goal line possession after the Jalen Smith interception. I really don't understand what what is the best thing that happens here uh, if you are Kellen Moore and the Dallas Cowboys and Andy Dalton, et cetera. And I actually, I'm at the point where I feel badly for Andy Dalton. And I feel badly for Andy Dalton in the same way that I have felt badly for Dak Prescott, in the same way that I felt bad for Tony Romo before him. Andy Dalton had the really bad Montez Sweat interception late in the game that went back for a touchdown. Again, no 
no defending that bad throw whatever and again at that point the game was already lost and again you lose 41 to 16 there are a lot of mistakes but Andy Dalton I thought mostly played rather well if you're watching on YouTube look at this Andy Dalton Amari Cooper touchdown this is a 54 yard touchdown again the ball doesn't travel 54 yards but this is you know I don't want to use the word dime casually. This is a dime to Amari Cooper. And Andy Dalton found a way to get that done. And I think that Andy Dalton played well enough to win. I think that Andy Dalton was unfortunate to have lost to starting offensive tackles. I think Andy Dalton had the misfortune of having a coaching staff that didn't exactly support him. I think that Andy Dalton had the misfortune of having a defense that while they did have that turnover that was very powerful, again, that set up the coaching staff to fail Andy Dalton. Mostly this defense, this defense got nickel and dimed by Alex Smith. I hope that you don't mind seeing this game again because at NFL Honors, when Alex Smith wins Comeback Player of the Year, there are going to be a lot of highlights from this game. All right, they're going to put together a highlight package like you've never seen of Alex Smith against the Dallas Cowboys. And so Andy Dalton really had absolutely no help in this game. And for that, I feel very badly for him. Sergio Reyes says, what do you think is the reason for Zeke's fumbles? We haven't even touched on this. Again, if you're joining us late on the YouTube live stream, welcome. This is our Dallas Cowboys postgame show that we do here on the Blog and the Boys YouTube channel. Blog and the Boys SB Nation's home for Dallas Cowboys content. I'm RG Ochoa. You can follow us on Twitter. We are at Blog and the Boys on Instagram at blogging.the.boys. Make sure you subscribe right here to the Blog and the Boys YouTube channel. We do a lot of live streams. We do a lot of film reviews, breakdowns, recaps, discussions, things like that. We have a lot of things that we're working on all the time to please you, the valued viewer. So make sure you subscribe. We really appreciate those things. But Ezekiel Elliott has a fumble. Second play of the first half. Dude, what is happening here, Ezekiel Elliott? And again, Jerry Jones saying last week that Zeke is the best player on the Dallas Cowboys in his eyes. What? How? Because again, who? I mean, we could, I could probably, and you know, I don't, <laughs> who's better than, than Ezekiel Elliott? You tell me right now if you're watching. And let's include Dak Prescott for obvious reasons. Dak Prescott's better than Ezekiel Elliott. Zach Martin, Tyron Smith. I would put Lyle Collins above Ezekiel Elliott. Amari Cooper, I would put above Ezekiel Elliott. I don't want to get super ridiculous at this point. Um, I think Tony Pollard is flirting with that line right now. I think CeeDee Lamb is flirting with that line right now. I think Michael Gallup has floated above that line at different times earlier in his career. Michael Gallup with some costly drops last week. Didn't have a great moment early on in this game. Um, but I mean, Ezekiel Elliott isn't even the best running back on the Dallas Cowboys right now. And I'm not trying to turn this into the bash Zeke session, but to say that is, is all that does is scream, I am trying to justify the contract that I gave Ezekiel Elliott. And the same way that I feel badly for Zeke, I f- or excuse me, that I feel badly for Andy Dalton, I feel badly for Zeke. I feel badly for Jalen Smith because Jerry Jones has gone on the radio repeatedly at different times this season on 105.3 The Fan, and he will be on, I believe, uh, he's normally scheduled to do Friday radio hits, so obviously with the Thanksgiving holiday, some of that's weird, but um, you know, check out 105.3TheFan.com. He should be on tomorrow morning, but Jerry Jones has gone out of his way to justify the Jalen Smith and the Ezekiel Elliott contracts, and all that does, and, and, and this is where, if you're going to be that person that, that speaks publicly, you have to read the room, and you have to to know that what you say has an impact and has power and is going to be taken by Cowboys fans everywhere. And so all Jerry's doing is actually sort of putting a heavier and a brighter and a bigger target on both Jalen and Zeke because a lot of Cowboys fans, most Cowboys fans, hear statements like that and they laugh and they say, are you serious, Jerry? What are you watching, et cetera? And then you turn Jalen or you turn Zeke into the meme. And that's really unfair because they're already dealing with a lot of issues. As mentioned, Ezekiel Elliott fumbled in this game. It was his sixth fumble this season, his fifth fumble 
loss. Shout out to Demarcus Lawrence, who saved that drive for the Dallas Cowboys defense, stopped what probably would have been a touchdown and made Washington kick a field goal out of it. And so, again, you say those things, they blow up in your face and, and it looks really bad. So to answer the question, what do I think is the reason for Zeke's fumbles? I don't know. I mean, I, it's funny because, and you might remember this, after the Cowboys played the Rams when we had our postgame show then, uh, we all talked about, you know, kind of during that game in week one, it looked, and there was no sort of data to support this, but it looked like Ezekiel Elliott was um, was just running better. I mean, you know, and, and again, super like general take there, but it looked like he was running, you know, like his rookie self. It looked like he had sort of regained that form. And so I know at least myself in that game, in that moment, I was really excited about who Zeke Elliott was going to be in 2020, but it just feels like there's just been this cloud that follows the Cowboys in different ways. And it, it has focused on Zeke a lot, six times at least with regards to the fumbles. Um, but we've seen the Cowboys seemingly have a willingness I don't want to say to bench Zeke or to bench Jalen but to go to different options and I think that's important and those types of things still give me hope for Mike McCarthy uh but man this um this game was was really 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 bad in a lot of ways let's look at the final statistics from this game um not um you know not the most indicative of things but uh again the Washington football team winning 41 to 16 having 338 total offensive yards to the Dallas Cowboys 247 they averaged 5.1 yards per play. The Dallas Cowboys only averaging 4.3 yards per play. Washington with only one turnover on the day, the Jalen Smith interception. Meanwhile, the Dallas Cowboys had two interceptions, the Zeke fumble, the uh, Andy Dalton interception near the end. Washington held the ball for over 35 minutes in this game, just shy of 36 minutes. The Dallas Cowboys couldn't sustain a lot on offense. 24 minutes and four seconds, their total time of possession. Brad on YouTube says that I am bugging and that Tony Pollard is not better. Look, that's a really subjective term in a really subjective way to put it that Tony Pollard's better, but there is no question that Tony Pollard has looked far more explosive than Ezekiel Elliott has for most of this season. It's possible that Ezekiel Elliott is still going to be a legitimate running back in the NFL, but right now Tony Pollard looks more explosive. And what leans people and a lot of Cowboys fans to the Tony Pollard side of that debate is that Tony Pollard is on the second year of a rookie contract while Ezekiel Elliott has gotten paid a lot of money. And that's, you know, that's the that's the crux of the running backs don't matter argument is that is the most easily replaceable position in the NFL and Tony Pollard is kind of proving that um, I think it should be said uh, that the Dallas Cowboys obviously have had a lot of success against the Washington franchise uh, prior to 2020 obviously the Washington football team uh, their rebranded name for this season the Dallas Cowboys have never beaten the Washington football team think about that the Dallas Cowboys have never beaten the Washington football team. Ron Rivera has now beaten the Cowboys twice on Thanksgiving Day. He was the head coach of the Carolina Panthers in 2015. They stormed in there. They uh, beat the Cowboys pretty well. That was actually Tony Romo's last start for the Dallas Cowboys. Jim Nance was incidentally on the call with Phil Simms up in the booth. Uh, But so Ron Rivera gets another laugh against the Cowboys, and he has beaten the Cowboys twice this season. Um, what do you, I mean, what do you say? What do you say to that? I did find this interesting. This is one of my own tweets. You can follow me on Twitter or Instagram at RJ Ochoa. As mentioned, the Detroit Lions just, again, looked even worse than the Dallas Cowboys earlier today, um, which is, is a hard thing to do. Uh, but they did. They lost to the Houston Texans. The last time that the Lions and Texans met in Detroit, because it alternates, obviously, every four years, was actually in 2012, eight years ago. The last time they met in Detroit was on Thanksgiving, just like it was today. That's what I meant to say. Words are hard sometimes. So the last two times the Texans 
Texans and Lions have played in Detroit. It has come on Thanksgiving Day. That Thanksgiving Day in 2012, the Dallas Cowboys hosted the Washington football team. They lost to the Washington football team. In fact, 2012 was the last time that Dallas was swept by Washington. Today's loss to the Washington football team cemented the fact that the Dallas Cowboys will have been swept by the Washington football franchise for the first time in eight years. A rather embarrassing point uh, for these Cowboys, um, but but that's kind of par for the course at this point, right? You know, uh, Steve on YouTube says Giants taking the NFC. Steve has a Giants logo as his avatar, so it's kind of hard to understand his fandom here. Um, I I think that there's a legitimate case for that I thought you know a week ago I thought that the Giants were going to lose this Sunday against the Bengals but obviously Joe Burrow season ending injury has really dramatically altered that um so I think that there's a very legitimate case that the Giants are going to win the NFC East I don't know that I believe in Washington long term the Giants still get to play the Cowboys uh in New York for what it's worth and I, I think that that week 17 game could be for the Giants at least a win and you get the NFC East type thing a hat and t-shirt game uh to use the proverbial terms so uh yeah I mean I I think this is Washington's at this point. I think Philly is so far out of this. Um, if you think about it, Philadelphia's next four games, on Monday night, they host the Seattle Seahawks. Next Sunday, they visit the Green Bay Packers. The week after that, they host the New Orleans Saints. And the week after that, they visit the Arizona Cardinals. So it's about to be tough sledding for the Philadelphia Eagles. But speaking of remaining schedules, let's talk about the Dallas Cowboys. They are now 3-8. and eight. Uh, Again, as mentioned, seven days from now. In fact, seven days exactly from right now. Um, a game is scheduled, I should say, to take place between the Dallas Cowboys and Baltimore Ravens on Thursday night football. A week and a half after that, after the Cowboys get a little bit of a mini buy, they will visit the uh, Joe Burrow and Cincinnati Bengals themselves in week 14. A week after that, they return home to host the San Francisco 49ers. That game is scheduled to be played on Sunday night football. The penultimate week of the regular season for the Dallas Cowboys is a home contest against the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, Maybe the only team the Cowboys are better than right now. And finally, as mentioned in Week 17, the Cowboys visit the Big Apple. Uh, welcome to New York. Shout out to Taylor Swift. She's like recording all her songs again right now. I can't even imagine how arduous of a process that would be. Uh, but it's probably more fun than watching the Dallas Cowboys in 2020. Uh, but with regards to next Thursday night's game against the Baltimore Ravens, a bit of news coming out as the Cowboys game was coming to a conclusion. Um, actually, right now, as you and I are talking on our live show, the Baltimore Ravens were set to be kicking off on the road against the undefeated Pittsburgh Steelers. That game was postponed to Sunday afternoon because of a lot of issues related to COVID-19, obviously. There have been several postponements so far this season, and uh, the Baltimore Ravens-Pittsburgh Steelers game was the latest one to get postponed to Sunday. This, of course, has an impact on the Dallas Cowboys as the Cowboys will visit the Ravens next week. As it currently stands in this moment, and I haven't looked at Twitter uh, since we have all been talking here, um, but the Cowboys are scheduled to have a full week's worth of rest while the Ravens will be coming off of a short week having visited the Pittsburgh Steelers on Sunday. However, the status of that game seems to be up in the air. I mentioned it as the Cowboys game was coming to a close. It was reported first by NFL Network's Ian Rappaport that Baltimore Ravens star quarterback Lamar Jackson has tested positive for COVID-19. I believe in the time that I was preparing everything for this show, it was announced that several other members of the Ravens have tested positive. First and foremost, our thoughts go out towards the Baltimore Ravens organization. We want everybody 
everybody to be healthy. We want everybody to be ready. We want everybody to be safe. Um, but uh, it does seem as if this Sunday's game between the Ravens and Steelers is in legitimate jeopardy, which I think would push next Thursday's game between the Cowboys and the Ravens into jeopardy itself. If the Ravens and Steelers are going to make up that game, say on Monday night, say on Tuesday night, whatever the case ends up being, again, Lamar Jackson's status now is a, an important qualifier in that discussion. It might push the Cowboys game now. You know, the Cowboys-Ravens game is scheduled to take place on Thursday night. We have seen the NFL um, – have a, a, a pattern really of no consistency when it comes to things like this. There was a lot of discussion about the San Francisco 49ers, how the NFL made them play when they had a lot of positive cases. And so it remains to be seen how the NFL wants to handle this with regards to the Baltimore Ravens and the Dallas Cowboys game. We'll, of course, keep you updated at blogontheboys.com, um, on our social channels and everything. As, as more information on this becomes available, if, if something has come out, please let me know while we are talking here right now. But back to, um, to this game, um, I just I don't know what to say about about the Cowboys against the Washington football team. It was really embarrassing how the Cowboys just got destroyed. Uh, let's see here. Brad on YouTube says, uh, Dez got paid. Fans, he sucks. D-Log gets paid. Fans, he sucks. Romo got paid. Fans, he sucks. Uh, pardon me if I'm tired of hearing our fan base talk about what players are getting paid. I mean, look, if people want to talk about players get paid, it's, it's always a matter of interest. Um, when, when Des Bryant and Tony Romo got their last contracts, the unfortunate reality was that they got hurt shortly after. And so those contracts looked bad in that respect. There is so much hate and so much slander for Demarcus Lawrence. I don't understand it myself. Demarcus Lawrence is awesome. And people people kind of, you know, harp on sack numbers and things like that. Um, and, and Demarcus Lawrence doesn't have those. But Demarcus Lawrence was just a force in this in this game. I, I, if, you, if you watched the Dallas-Washington game on Thanksgiving Day and you were not insanely impressed by what Demarcus Lawrence does for the Dallas Cowboys defense I don't I mean I don't know I don't know who you are I mean at this point uh I, I mention this every week on our post game show I do winners and losers after every Cowboys game at bloggingtheboys.com I haven't written that yet spoiler alert but I guarantee you that Demarcus Lawrence is going to be one of my winners and when I look at, at losers in this game I think Mike McCarthy's a loser uh, and again we use that term generally you know don't want to be mean to people uh but this was the worst coached game that Mike McCarthy has had as the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys who are your losers I'm curious I think Kellen Moore is a loser um, Kellen Moore I mean Kellen Moore looked in over his head in this game and and it's hard to do that especially against a team as bad as Washington uh, but man um, just you know I, I don't I really don't know what Kellen Moore was thinking um, Chidabe Awuze had the the issue himself where he was taken off the field by the NFL officials but not really a great game people are, are very quick to jump to Jalen Smith um, I think that Jalen played an okay game honestly I, I wouldn't have Jalen Smith as a loser I think Zeke Elliott is in that camp unfortunately again because of the fumble because of of the lack of consistency because of the fact that Tony Pollard still looked more explosive than he did. Um, and, and, you know, man, I, I just, I don't know what you do if you're the Dallas Cowboys. I think, I think at this point, and a lot of it depends on what happens next week, obviously within the NFC East. But I think, I think if, if you have been on the fence as a, as a Cowboys fan, do I want them to tank? Do I want them to win the NFC East at this point? And this, this is obvious, but I mean, tanking is clearly a better option. And if you're going to stay rooting for the Cowboys to win the NFC East, I'm not going to stop you. But this does not look like a team that can win another game, to be honest with you. And I'm actually, I'm, I'm really just sad for the Minnesota Vikings that they did lose to this game uh, or to this team just four days ago. Um, you know, uh, Raudel Garcia says, please tell me there's no chance of winning this division. Honestly, I mean, 
there is a chance. I, I, I mean, like, that's, that's the crazy and, and maybe frustrating part. But, again, look at this remaining schedule if you're a Cowboys fan. The Baltimore game, and, again, the status of Lamar Jackson is going to go a long way in terms of what that game ends up being for, for both Baltimore and for Dallas. Uh, but right now I think we'd all give the Ravens that game, even if it's Robert Griffin III, who, by the way, was the last Washington quarterback to sweep the Dallas Cowboys in 2012 when it last happened. So some funny symmetry there. Maybe he is the one playing for Baltimore next week. But after that, I could honestly – <laughs> I could honestly see the Cowboys if we see the and this this sounds super lame but you know if we see the Cowboys that play really well but if we see the Cowboys that played against the Minnesota Vikings if we see them against Cincinnati if we see them against San Francisco if we see them against Philadelphia if we see them against New York they can win all four of those games I don't I don't think in any world I think if you do the um the Doctor Strange what is it like I I I looked into the future like 7 million times or whatever and we won once right like there's one scenario of the 7 million where the Cowboys beat the Ravens so that's why it's like astronomically impossible but I think if you look at the Bengals situation if you like simulate that 7 million times I think the Cowboys win like 3 million of those I think the Cowboys win like 2.7 million against the 49ers I think the Cowboys win like 5 million against the Eagles I think the Cowboys maybe kind of split you know three and a half million what what's three and a half million really anyway uh with the New York Giants and so it could go a number of different ways um but they're they're not out of this <laughs> they're not out of this um and and whatever happens we will of course again as mentioned have you covered at blogandtheboys.com you're home for dallas cowboys content the best dallas cowboys content on the web sb nation's home for the dallas cowboys uh make sure to subscribe right here to the blog and the boys youtube channel we've really had a lot of fun with these live streams we're going to keep doing them we're going to keep having our podcasts up here we're going to keep doing film reviews whatever you want in fact if there's something you want to see if there's something you want us to do or talk about let us know i am on twitter and instagram at rjocho that's rjochoa if email is more your thing you can hit me up rj.ocho at sbnation.com we have a fantastic podcast network we put out an episode every 12 hours because we know that things are constantly changing in the world of the dallas cowboys we are available on all major podcast platforms wherever you get your podcasts search for blogging the boys leave a rating write a review You'll get to hear them. It'll be a lot of fun. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, that kind of does it because the Dallas Cowboys are 3-8, and eight, and they are uh, about as close to a, uh, a top-three draft pick as they are to winning the NFC East. And so um, that's just kind of the way this season has gone. But, uh, look, it's, it's Thanksgiving, and at the end of all this, we hope that you and your family, whoever you have spent the day with, uh, that you have had a happy Thanksgiving. I say this all the time, but I truly mean it from the bottom of my heart. We are so grateful to you who chooses to make Blogging the Boys a part of your Dallas Cowboys fan experience at the end of the day. We all love the Dallas Cowboys. We all want the Dallas Cowboys to win. We all want to see the Dallas Cowboys win a Super Bowl. We are all extremely passionate about the Dallas Cowboys. And while this season has not been a lot of fun, um, it, it is kind of the sickest thing in the world that we, we can all jump on here and share that love with one another. And so on this day of Thanksgiving, I am very so thankful and so appreciative to all of you who take time to consume our content, to engage with us, to talk about America's team, because we all want the same thing. And talking about it, discussing it, debating it at times is, is really, uh, and doing it amongst friends like we all are, it is, um, it, it is the best thing that you can do um, with all this. And so we're very thankful for you. Uh, 
Uh, we hope you have a great Thanksgiving weekend. Enjoy, um, you know, <laughs> enjoy whatever you've got going on. Hopefully you get a chance to Netflix something. Watch the Queens Gambit. It was fun. Um, you know, <laughs> um, may- maybe it'll distract you from this Cowboys situation. But the Ravens game is a situation to watch that we will cup- uh, keep you updated with at bloggingtheboys.com. But that does it for our post-game show. Do me a favor. Do me, I mean, do me a huge, 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 huge favor. Do me a huge favor, all right? Have the absolute best Thanksgiving weekend of all time. You know why? Because you deserve it. We will see you manana, my friends. As always, go Cowboys and peace out. First thing in the morning, as soon as you wake up, the to-do list starts. Does the car need gas? Hopefully those leftovers are still good. Why did I get CC'd on? Oh, Mom. No. <laughs> no. You can't escape the to-do list, but you can make the most of your me time with a relaxing shower using Method Hair Care products. Try Pure Peace Volumizing, Simply Nourish Moisturizing, or Daily Zen Shampoo and Conditioner for daily use. All formulated with long-lasting fragrances and are safe for color-treated hair. Reconnect with the best version of yourself. Visit methodproducts.com to unleash your inner shower. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.